Hello, welcome to the World Shared Practice Forum. My name is Dot Becca. I'm a clinical nurse specialist in the cardiac intensive care unit at Boston Children's Hospital and a nurse practitioner in cardiology clinic. It is my pleasure today to introduce Dr. Sandy Stavesky, who is an assistant professor and nurse scientist at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. She works in the Department of Research and Patient Services in the Heart Institute. Her research interests focused on optimizing outcomes of children after cardiac surgery through minimizing preventable harm they may experience in the hospital and at home. Sandy will be discussing the development and examination of the Parent Education Discharge Instruction Program, or the PD program, for home care of children after cardiac surgery. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your work in India, or what led you to your work in India. So my work in India has changed and morphed over time. Initially, it was doing traditional training visits and um, going with a surgical team and doing cardiac surgery and then training nurses at the bedside. But as I did that, I saw that there was tremendous need for nursing education and nursing empowerment. And so that has transitioned into looking at sustainable programs over time. Great. I'm wondering if you can talk to us a little bit more specifically about the program you developed. I would love to. Thank you for, um, for the ability to talk about the Parent Education Discharge Instruction Program, um, commonly known as PD. It is a nurse-led um, discharge training program, and it's empowering nurses to be able to train parents in um, home care so that they can affect outcomes both in the hospital and at home. It um, began from the work that I described at a doing a training visit, medical mission um, to India, and seeing that the children would leave the ICU and we really didn't know where or what was going on afterwards. And so after investigating, I saw that there was a tremendous need to do parent education because children were coming back with surgical site infections mm -hmm. that could very easily have been prevented if there was better parent education. And so I collaborated with an NGO called Children's HeartLink and we created a team of experts, about a dozen or so medical providers, parents, learning experts, um, interactive software people, and we created first um, parent education products and then moved on to creating a computer-based nurse training program and then combined the program together so that we taught nurses what and how to teach mm. about discharge and then had the tools for them to be able to do that training and support them at the beginning part of learning how to do that work. We also talked to Indian hospitals before we created this program to see if it was something that they saw a need for. So we did a needs assessment mm. and asked them what they thought were pertinent um, pieces of information to impart on parents so that we didn't just bring a US-based idea of, of what the program should look like, but really incorporated a culturally sensitive program. So is that how you um, encouraged support for this program and got buy-in? I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about that. That's an excellent question. And without buy-in, you can have the best program in the world, but 
you're never going to be able to have that program actually be successful. And so we surveyed stakeholders to see if they would, from an overarching um, administrative point of view, if this would be accepted in Indian culture. And then at the local level, when we were implementing or deciding that we were going to try to implement this program, we talked specifically to nursing administrators and physician um, leaders to ensure that they would support the program and do what they needed to, to have this very different role for nurses in India be successful. And it was because we had the end in mind um, that we wanted this to be successful and then backpedal to what we would need to know what to do with our stakeholders were we really truly able to get the, the administrative buy-in and the bedside nursing buy-in to this as well. Can you talk to us a little bit more about the program and where it is at, at this point? The first and most important component of the program is the computer-based nurse training program, which teaches nurses what to teach and how to teach so that we set expectations and they understand what those expectations are and they feel empowered to be able to do that work. The second component is individualized and group teaching sessions for parents. And the nurses are able to teach at the bedside one-on-one, -on -one, but we also provide time for parents to be away from the bedside with their child or without their child, learning in a group setting. And then the third and probably most important piece is the um, parent educational resources that are designed for both literate families and low literacy families and include handouts that they can take home with them and also educational posters that are prominently displayed within the organization. And this is a video clip showing a nurse in Bangalore, um, India, actually doing a group teaching session. Narayana Health, in association with Children's Heart Link, has introduced a patient education program, PEDI, that's Parent Education and Discharge Information. Family members are often clueless about how to take care of their loved one replicating at home. The result is poor patient care at home and subsequently increased chances of hospital readmissions. Family members spend 90% of hospital stay waiting in a lobby while their parents are alone for 80% of their recovery. Ultimately, families return untrained into environments without medical professionals. PEDI re-envisions the role of a patient's family member as a valuable source inside hospital and the patient's recovery process. PEDI trains and empowers caregivers with simple medical skills, sending families home with confidence and support. In Narayana Health, the PEDI program is initiated pre-operation after admissions of patients by medico-social workers and post-operation after the patient has been received in the ward by nursing staff. This is also like that only, which is the one of the behavioral changes. You want to change, means baby will be having so much pain. So the first picture shows that baby will be so much happily. Then it continues that at last baby will be crying because of a severe pain. The training is taken in different languages such as English, Hindi, Kannada, Tamil, Bengali and Malayalam. Pedi is not only given by the staff nurse but also the patient relatives who are trained share their knowledge of the training imparted. 
The Petty program which was initiated in the month of June 2013 all the post operation patients are trained around 180 to 230 patients are educated every month we continue to train all our patients and create awareness on post operation care this is in continue education which has brought in a lot of change parent education and discharge information a guide for parents what to expect after your child's surgery So I have a question for the audience and before answering please tell us your work setting and the city and country where you're answering from. The question is is do you have any program that's similar to this one in your institution? If you do, would you kindly share that program and any challenges for the program or what things went well with it? If you don't have a program similar to this in in your institution, The question is, would a program and specifically a nurse-led program like this work well in your institution? We're back again with Sandy. It sounds like a wonderful program for nurse empowerment and I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about that. So I think that it's at this juncture it's really important to talk about that there's programmatic answers. to the questions that you're going to be posing and then there's also research answers mm-hmm. to the questions that you're posing. And so from a programmatic point of view, we've implemented this program in several locations and universally the nurses have enjoyed the program and have taken it on and have used it to grow and morph their practice. We did both qualitative and quantitative data and so I'll talk first about the quantitative data. And so we had parent perceptions of the documents and we had nurses perceptions. And so from a parent point of view, they thought the overall quality of the discharge teaching materials was a 3.95 on a 1 to 4 point Likert scale, so very high. The usefulness was a 3.9. The handouts eased their anxiety about going home was a 3.85. And they helped parents understand when to go to the doctor and taught them how to take care of their child after cardiac surgery both were scored highly above 3.9 so the parents thought that the documents were quite useful the nurses concurred they thought the overall quality was a 3.9 usefulness was a 3.85 so the parents thought that the documents were slightly more useful than the nurses however both thought that they were quite useful. Um, the understandability was high at a 3.85. They also thought that the documents eased parents' anxieties at a 3.9. The thing that they found that they had the most issue with was the feasibility to follow the care in the handouts, but the mean was still high. It was a 3.68. But I think what that talked about was how complex the care is for patients going home after cardiac surgery and the environment may be different in India than it is in other countries and I think that's where the feasibility changes were. We also showed evidence of discharge teaching going up from 48% in the chart up to 96% in charts post implementation. So we know that discharge teaching was only happening probably half the time. before we implemented this program and it was up to 96% in 
afterwards. And even with that, that was one chart that didn't have discharge teaching, but had evidence of fingernail and oral assessments, which was part of the discharge program. So in reality, it was probably 100% of the charts we audited had evidence of discharge teaching. And nurses never document what they don't do. <laughs> they have a hard time with the, given their workloads, some of the times documenting everything they do do. So we felt like that really showed that the program was being implemented and that the nurses um, were able to do that work. And we also looked at parent knowledge and it showed in our N of 20 patients, granted small in this pilot data, but that 80% of the families can answer four out of four questions and the other 20% could answer three out of the four questions on what they needed to do to take care of their child after, after discharge during home care. So we were quite pleased with those numbers. There's some great results. Thank you. We're very excited by them. We also have some very interesting qualitative data that I'd like to share now. So from a qualitative perspective, nurses were asked open-ended questions. And in general, all of those responses were positive. They described enjoying the teaching role, experiencing job satisfaction and confidence, and an increased sense of responsibility. For example, I feel this role is very different from my previous role of being a nurse. I'm very comfortable with this booklet in my hand. I'm confident that a lot of information can be given in a short span of time effectively. And they were, f this one nurse felt specifically good to know that the care extended to the patient's home, not just in the hospital. And that is very powerful to think about for nurses who have been very focused in on just looking at care in the hospital, thinking about the importance of their job and that they're empowering parents to be able to take care of their, of their children better at home. By empowering them, we're empowering families and we're actually helping children heal more effectively. Absolutely. So another question before answering, please tell us your work setting and your city and country where you're answering from. What is the process to empower nurses to lead initiatives in your environment? And we're back now with Dr. Stavesky. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how you feel the generalizability of this program is to other perhaps um, chronic disease conditions, um, could it be applied elsewhere? It's an excellent question. I think the way in which we develop the structure, the bones of the program, are solid. And having education tools for parents to be able to utilize, whether they're handouts or their posters, or if they get more sophisticated in the US, apps. I think having the, that structure of parent resources is important, but also the idea of training the person who's gonna be doing the education um, could apply to a, a broad base of different chronic illnesses. I could see this easily flowing in with different content, of course, flowing into oncology or to diabetes or to asthma using the structure of the program. Can you talk to us a little bit more about the sustainability of the program and where it is at, at this point? Excellent question, Dot, about sustainability. And I'm gonna answer that in two ways. One is from a research perspective. 
as part of the research project, it was very important to us to know that the program that we implemented actually stayed in practice. And so we had the nurses who were doing parent education courses actually keep a log. And we had documented over 295 classes that were held consistently over a two-year basis. So we know in that one site that it was sustainable and that it could, could function well. But more importantly is if we were looking at this program to actually be able to be used in other locations. So we've been able to implement this in over nine sites in six countries. Most of them are from Children's Heartland Partner Sites that are currently well established and there'll be more to follow. Through the nine sites that have been established, we affect over 10,000 patients and their families a year. And given that we have data from our research study and the data that we have from the sites that it's been implemented, we can conclude that it, is, it has been sustainable. I wonder if I could open up um, some questions to the audience. And specifically before you answer, let us know your work setting and in what city and what country you are from. And one of the questions that I'd like to ask is, um, how do you see the generalizability of this program with a program that you might consider developing, not just in pediatric heart surgery, but to other programs such as um, diabetes care or asthma care? And we're back now with Dr. Stavesky. So is this program accessible on the internet or, uh, or a link somewhere? Yes, the program is um, open access currently right now on the Children's HeartLink website. If you click on Children's HeartLink on um, Google and then go to their website on the middle of the page on the top, there is a section called Resources and scroll down and hit PD, Parent Education Discharge Instructions, and it'll click on to another site that outlines the program and then there'll be a, a um, blue click on link where you can see view documents and training materials. When you click on that link, you'll have to sign in under with an email address and that will then send you the username and password to get on. That isn't to track your personal data. It's merely there so that we can track how many hits are actually coming to the website. And then once you have the username and password, you'll be able to get on to the training site itself. And there will be nurse um, computer-based training modules in English, British English, Mandarin, and um, I believe there's several other languages as well. And then on the right side of the website, there will be the parent resources. The first uh, you'll see is the literate family um, pre-op documents, and then Underneath that will be the, the high literacy parent um, post-operative documents. And then if you scroll down further, there will be the low literacy family documents that are all pictograms with very few words on it. We also have the documents in multiple dialects of Indian, of the Indian language. And we have Mandarin, Portuguese, um, Vietnamese, and I believe there's several other languages on there as well. And so it's readily available. People can use it. We, we encourage people to use it. We're hoping and really 
envisioning that this could be used in resource-constrained environments throughout the world. Excellent. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about some of the obstacles you faced in developing this program. And also, you talked a little about nurse empowerment, but I'm sure in the development there may have been some things along the way or lessons learned that you could share with us. Yes, you know, I think one of the things that was really um, not so much a challenge, but trying to create culturally competent documents that go across different um, areas of the world that could be utilized. So our low literacy um, parent education documents were all pictograms. And so we had to find a graphic designer who wanted to work with us and create pictograms that would be appropriate for India, for China, for uh, Malaysia, for um, Brazil, and have a number of different imageries that wouldn't like make it so that you couldn't use it in one country, but you could use it in all countries. So that document probably took us the longest. And then I think the other thing we learned is words in US English are very different than British English and meanings behind different um, nursing terminology don't translate across cultures. And so we spent a lot of time trying to understand how other people would use the terminology and to use it as most concisely as possible. So then that way we wouldn't, we would make it understandable to other cultures. And who did you work with to do that? We had um, representatives, we had parent representatives who were both from the developed world and the developing world to make sure that we were competent from a parent's point of view. And then we also had a number of nurse leaders from across India to make sure that in the initial trial that we were using appropriate terminology in India. And then as we have expanded it to other cultures and China, Malaysia, Brazil, we've also made little tweaks along the way to make sure that the documents still impart the right information but are clear and create the best learning environment for parents and for nurses. Sounds like an excellent platform and program with accessibility uh, worldwide. At this time, I have another question for the audience. Before answering, please tell us your work setting, your city and country. What obstacles to having nurse-led programs do you see in your environment or your setting? And a second part to that question might be, um, what are ways to work around the obstacles that you might see? We're back again with Sandy. What are your next steps or what do you envision as the next steps for this? Well, I think it's really interesting because we started in the developing world with this project and I think it's probably the next steps are really looking at it more broadly in the U.S. because I think that it has context for both the developed world and the developing world. We did a pilot study at Packard Children's Hospital seeing if this would be a useful um, parent education program, nurse-led parent education program, and we found that the parents and the nurses enjoyed this program. Um, they liked it because it was a little less word dense. 
um, and it was more visual. And we had very interesting data from there that we're getting ready to publish. And there are several different groups of people. There's one group of people who very much like paper documents and the traditional parent handouts, and but they like them in a little bit more visual People magazine style. There's a second group of people who very much are into technology and they like their iPads. And so paper documents are not going to necessarily be as um, user-friendly to them. And then there's still going to continue to be a pocket of people who are low literacy. And one in three adults of childbearing um, age qualify to be low literacy, and that's throughout the world. And so I think that there'll be a place for the pictograms. I think there's a place for the the paper handouts, and I also think there's a place to move this through to uh, technology and to using an app. I think there's this was a first step in what needs to be a parent education program, but I think if you look at it under the U.S. context, I think it really needs to start with a um, an approach in the preoperative period all the way through to follow-up that's consistent. And so I, I see that work happening here now based on the work from the developing world and then seeing what we can call from that and bringing it back to the, the developing world. So it sounds like a good platform for further research as well. Definitely. And um, at Cincinnati, we're going to be looking at some of the different ways we can use the bones of the PD program to create a parent education program at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. Excellent. Sandy, thank you for joining us today and sharing with us the PD program and the results of your research. Thank you so much for the invitation um, to present these findings and to talk about the PD program. It's been a wonderful opportunity and I truly hope that this um, is a launching pad for people to use the program widely. Again, they can access the program on the Children's HeartLink website.